five, four, three, two. You're listening to the Nine Minute Row versus the podcast, and we're here to be listening to podcast. Welcome to another episode of Knives Monroe versus the podcast. I'm Knives Monroe. How you guys doing? Hopefully you're doing well. Today is a special episode for a variety of reasons. Number one of which this is a live episode. Don't worry, I'm not going to get into the habit of doing this. It's just something I like to do with family. Last time I did a live episode was last Saturday and we did it with Claire. And this is the first time ever for some random reason I can't believe this is for, you know, I've barely had my brother, my blood brother, same mom, same dad. Jeremy Thomas is joining me for the podcast. Jeremy, how you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, this is going to be fun, man. And uh, it's so weird. Like, it takes all this pageantry for you and me to 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 talk, <laughs> to have a conversation. So it's going to be know. a good one. You look good. Um, how's the family? You too, man. Um, good. We're great, actually. Um, it, it, things honestly couldn't be better right now, uh, minus the virus that's going on. You know. I almost forgot. Thanks for thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah, no, same here, cool. man. Um, I've been rewatching uh, the HBO show The Leftovers, and it's like this weird masochistic reminder to remind myself that me and my family, we're the lucky ones, you know? Um, I'm so blessed that Claire and I have our jobs. They're, they're virtual, remote um, jobs. And, you know, um, we have a refrigerator full of food and our kids are still enthusiastic about life. And so we're very lucky, man. And fortunately, no one's sick. Everybody still has their health. And it sounds like, you know, the same thing's going for you. And um, I'm really happy about that because these times right now, Let's be honest, like we're we're this is a time to invest in entertainment and distraction, because if as soon as you turn on the news, like your face starts melting. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, I'm getting questions like, you know, how are we doing this and all that on Facebook uh, from I want to stay. We have a topic, by the way. There's a topic. My brother wants to get into a debate. And so that's what we're going to do. Um, but creative time, debate, but yeah, a creative debate. Sure. Whatever. Um, I'll try not to be, I'll try not to be a dickhead about it, but, um, from time to time, I'm going to go into the Facebook live and, and I want this to be uh, a participation from the crowd. So for anybody out there, if you care, leave a comment, we're going to get to it. And, uh, I appreciate you guys on this Saturday night. So it's going to be a good one. Um, all right, man. So real quick. I kind of just want to set the context on why, why we did this to begin with. Um, out of the blue, uh -huh. interrupt me anytime because I I, I want to. I'm not when we do the podcast and we make our points. I'm going to give you time to speak and 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 so on. And I'm not going to interrupt you and, and all that. And if you want to pull any links, you know, feel free in the comment section to send us a link if you want. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Um, we'll go ahead and share that. We'll stream that as well. Um, 
My brother texts me out of the blue and he sends me a Shit. video about the Zack Snyder cut from Justice League. And you there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, can you hear me okay? Can you hear me okay? Oh, no. I, you there? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Okay, now I can hear you. Okay, yeah. so that's going to happen, I guess. Um, it's just the yeah. internet, something I can do about it. He sends me a video about the Snyder cut. And and he says, watch this, because, in a, you know, maybe in a few years or in a few months, you know, you're going to be so wrecked in that you were one of these Snyder Cut deniers. And I said, Jeremy, who who cares? You know, why are you clinging to this? And we got into a a texting fight, I guess. Um, I did stop everything that I was doing and focus on this text conversation. But I never but I never got emotional about it, if I'm being honest. And, right. and it bothered me because I was like, why are we talking about this? This is like, um, this is like a, a wrestling's not fake conversation with someone who doesn't give a shit about wrestling. You know, it's like you're barking up the wrong tree. I don't necessarily care about the Snyder cut. And well, that'll be my thesis for this whole entire thing as far as I'm concerned. But we'll talk about whether or not it's important. And so you're like, hey, hey, Knives, we're having a, a creative debate. I said, that's not, we're not having a debate because I didn't give my consent. God damn it. And, and, and say that we're on this, you know, you, we, you didn't ask me to have a debate. And I said, if you want to have a debate, we'll have a debate and we'll do it on my show and we'll do it live. And so I'm not going to lie. You, you called my bluff and here we are. So let's just get into it, man. Um, can you paint a picture, some context on. Okay. Just got, I got back to you. So. Okay, just paint a picture. Give me yeah. some context on the Justice League, Fuck. Batman versus Superman, the Snyder Cut, and why it it's matters to out. you first and foremost. Hmm. Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, cool. So I, 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 I want you to set... The context on on the Snyder Cut, Batman versus Superman, Zack Snyder, whatever you want. I want to give you a couple minutes just to just lay out the context and why it matters to you. Um, I guess just the the matter of creative choices. I believe you know. Um, I believe what happened with Justice League and to Zack Snyder and to you know, unfortunately, his daughter. Um who, you know, if you're a fan, you know what happened. Um, it was an injustice, you know, to, to both of them, both Zach and his daughter, to not at least finish the film that he wanted to uh, make, you know? And I know there's a lot of directors that have gone through that, where the studio just tampers with the product. And in my opinion, you know, and the, and a movie that has proof where a studio should just take a step back and is, is, is Joker. You know, I mean, that was a full on Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker take movie. And that's what I loved about it. And that element I feel should not be taken away. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Man. I see that you kind of paused. No, so. I, I, I hear you. So just, just, just do your, just do your thing. Keep talking. You know, it's It's fine. I think the stream's gonna come in and out. Um, it's just like an internet thing, but um, it is what it is. So 
uh, yeah, but you could you should be able to hear me okay. Don't pay attention to the stream. Pay attention to the Hangout, and we'll just take it okay. from there. Um, but, yeah, you're talking about Todd Phillips and the Joker. Yes. Um, you know, the studio did not tamper with that. They gave the green light, which is, yes, it's I, I agree with that. And that's that's good. But at the same time, they didn't have faith in the movie, which is why Todd Phillips got to pocket way more money than anybody anticipated. You know, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's what most studios should do. Just if a director has a vision and a writer has a vision and editors have a certain vision, let them finish it and have faith in the people and the professionals you you've hired, you know, like. That's all, in my opinion, what it's about, because, I mean, it was just an honest injustice, you know? It just really was. Gotcha. Okay, so you've set, you've set it up great. Um, so I guess the way I feel about this is sometimes movies are bad, and that's just it. Sometimes things aren't fair, life sucks, and... I'm not talking about the tragedy with Zack Snyder's daughter. I'm not talking about just that. That is obviously inexplicable, terrible, and awful. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when it comes to business, when it comes to art, when it comes to commerce, sometimes your, your final product isn't what you wanted it to be. That's just the way it goes. It's kind of like, for me, like, this whole Snyder cut thing and why I don't care. And I know you do. And I know you think it's real. I, since it's not real, it's not real to me. And it's one of those, um, I think it's theoretical, you know? So I'm taking this stance because we're having a debate and in my core, I don't care. Like I've said a few times, but I will take the stance on, historically so when we look back at this we'll see you know who history is who's uh who's being favored when it comes to history and i will i will say i don't believe there is a snyder cut but i will also say that i you know we're when you have that conversation how long before we're having a conversation about he fucked up the movie and so he needs a second chance and in art and movies you almost don't get a second chance once you click upload or once the movie's out there it's out there that's gonna be the version right um supposedly there's a butthole cut from cats uh, but guess what <laughs> i heard about that <laughs> but guess what that's not the version we got right so um it's like there's a there's this snyder cut people make it it sounds like it's very misleading the hashtag release the Snyder cut as if there's a blu-ray that is finished and and it's like come on WB let us upload it I don't think it's that simple so um, what is the history of the Snyder cut as far as you're concerned man I can't hear you I don't know why can you see me okay I'll be I'll be honest with you. I like doing the live stream. It's super fancy, but I more I more so want to have this is a podcast. I care more about the audio, right? So um, I'm I will take off this live stream right now, and we will have this conversation. I'll upload this after the fact. Is that something you want to try to do? Uh, say that again, because so just this is a that this ending. is a podcast. 
um, I care more about the audio component than I do the live stream. Yeah. If the live stream's fucking this up, then I don't want to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can you do like a live podcast? Uh, no. Like the audio, just audio? No. Um, no. I can, but people aren't going to be seeing our pretty faces. And so. Yeah. Um, that's. Uh, well, let me try something. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. Can you send me via text a good photo of yourself? I'm going to do a, an audible live right here. Oh man, that's hard. But send I me think... a good photo. It doesn't matter. I don't care what it is. Me. And I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the same for me. I don't even think I. And I'll do a live stream. Me, except no, okay. I'll I'll do a live stream with just uh, our faces. <laughs> no, that's too funny of a, a video picture. Um. All right, so I'm already I'm already doing it. Oops. Just send me, just text it to me. It's got to be simple. All right, yeah, this one's fine, I guess. There we go. We're still live right now, so this is people are just gonna have to bear with us. They're gonna get a different version of this. I just think, like, I'll be honest, I'm streaming in 4K on my end. I just think it is what it is. <laughs> All right, I sent you one. Okay. I got it. Let's do this. This is what I call an audible. Audible. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Boom. Okay. This is kind of it's kind of funny to me. Yeah, I like I like people do you see commenting. What do you see what I'm doing it's right cool. now? Do you see the kind of like the difference of what I'm doing? I don't know if it's on the stream yet. I think it is. Okay, cool. So people are gonna see a, a picture and they're gonna hear our audio. And I think that should make um our lagging a little better. And if people if you don't like if people don't like it, it's I don't really give a fuck. So it is what it is. Reconnection successful. Yeah. My friend Trent Knox, a uh, shout out to Trent because um I've experimented with him so many times with streams and so he's he's taught me a lot, so I owe him. All right. So Snyder Cut, why does it matter to you? matters to me because i feel like um not only did does Zack snyder go through this but i feel like everybody has you know what i mean where whether it's a project or something you hold dear somebody comes and you know ruins it and that sucks so this movement where these people finally rise and and it is because of the internet as well um is amazing to me it, it honestly is, and you can't, you're kind of seeing a, a crowd shift when it comes to Zack Snyder and his film and his art. It's it's sort of kind of like like Rocky, like Rocky uh, four when he changed the crowd, you know, in Russia. It sort of feels like that, and that's that's great, and I'm all for that. Okay, so describe to me when the Justice League uh, movie came out. Mm -hmm. And 
how do you, I mean, what's the history of the Snyder Cut? Like, what started this, and you know, how long after this movie came out, or was it before that you you noticed that this conversation was happening? Uh, as soon as Zach left the project, as soon as you heard that he was stepping down and Josh Josh Whedon was coming in, that's when I was like, I'm scared, and I even told you. I was scared. And when we even saw the the final trailer, I was like, do you think he's going with Zach's vision? You know, like, do you, does it feels like it. And then most of the footage that was shown in the trailers, you didn't get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, so they advertised it as a Zack Snyder movie mm-hmm. when, in fact, it wasn't. It so, was not. so how long before it isn't a Zack Snyder movie? Because he directed the movie. He directed the actors. Now, we'll, we'll get this. Like, me being a Zack Snyder fan and also just looking at the evidence and and rewatching that movie. I've seen that Justice League movie maybe three times in its entirety, and that's all that I needed. But there was maybe 10 to 20% of that film was, was is what Zack shot. And how do you know that? Uh... I've seen a lot of videos and I've seen people break it down and I, you can also put it together with the behind the scenes of it because the behind the scenes that they released, they had, they didn't release any video of when Henry Cavill had his mustache as Superman. They just released all the things that. And I mean, right away with Superman's mustache, that's every shot that that you can tell there's CGI in his mustache is obviously not Zack Snyder's. Uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're fine. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know if you could still hear me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's obviously not Zack's, um, was, is what he shot, you know what I mean? And that's majority of Superman's runtime. Okay, so you said a bunch of stuff, but you didn't say how you know that Zach only shot 20% of the movie. Where does that yeah, figure you know, come from? Is that, is that, probably, a, gut, is that probably, a gut feeling or is that a fact? It's an over an exact, it's an over exaggeration, right? It's probably, he probably shot maybe 30%, right? Um, but, okay, uh, but where, how, where do you get that hunch? Well, in the beginning, you that beginning you can already tell right no, away. No, 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 not you can already tell. Who said that? Where did that information come okay. from? Uh, Zach Snyder on Vero on his Vero account. He there's many things that fans have asked directly. Like, did did, did you write this? Did you write that? Like that that little Russian that Russian scene with, with the with that Russian family. You know what I'm talking about? Russian family. Oh, yeah. I think towards the end. Huh. Towards the end of the of the yes. movie, I was gonna yeah. say towards the end of the picture, like um. Mark yeah, that's all Josh Whedon, and Zach came out and said that he said, "I have no idea what you guys are talking about." He did can, not. Can write we both admit that. that that's five percent of the movie that's in the movie, the this Russian family bit? Now here's the, the thing: arc, we're in the, the arc we're in the weeds the here. This is mm-hmm. the weeds, and by the weeds, I mean, you know, we're talking about little specific things that like don't amount to a big picture. Like we're we're getting in hardcore nerd. Like you've had to have seen Justice League many many times. Oh well, I mean, with Superman's mustache alone, 
<laughs> like that that so, i mean you yourself so, how, how much would you say is cgi mustache i mean and there isn't like how much percentage would you say you know of the of the movie the entire movie of, of superman of superman's mustache being cgi'd uh i want to say uh, does one outweigh 30, the other i'll say 30 you know? percent that's my i've only seen the movie a couple of times um yeah. i want to say 30 percent. but also so who's accountable there couldn't couldn't henry cavill shave his mustache this is Joss Whedon's fault. Well, I feel now this 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 is another another story. But when it comes to Henry Cavill and with that mustache, is I feel he there was a a sense of commitment when it came to uh, Mission Impossible and Obviously. Tom Cruise. And I don't Obviously. know if you heard that Tom Cruise actually got hurt, so they had to postpone that movie and wait for him to to heal. Okay. And, and to go, go back and redo that movie. And that's why he had to keep the mustache because he wanted to be committed to that movie, which was the finished product. So Henry Cavill, and, and you know, in my opinion, in which I kind of took it that way in his interviews too. If I don't know if you've seen his interviews, but he kind of seemed a little, actually in one interview, he said, I don't know why we had to go back to reshoots and reshoot scenes that we were, that were already finished. You know, he said that himself. Uh-huh. So, I sensed a kind of like he wasn't as committed to what the Just League was going to be to what Mission Impossible was going to be. So he'd rather be decided. He'd rather be committed to a movie that was actually a finished product than a movie that wasn't. Hold that thought. Um, pulling another audible here, and I hope it's okay with you. But in the comments, somebody that's on your side, and I'm hoping – that he has facts. I think I know who you're talking about. Christian so. Blake, a man that I've you know I've I've wanted to have on the podcast just one on one, but looks like he might be joining the battle, <laughs> and I just want to make sure that you're okay with that. So I sent him a link, and he may join soon. Um, Christian, if you're hearing this live podcast, please uh, let me know when and if you you enter the chat. I'd appreciate that. And if anybody else uh, is interested. Let me know. Okay, so let me just say, from listening to you very carefully, there's a lot of I feel. There's a lot of in my opinion. But when I ask if you know if you have facts, it doesn't sound like you have any. And I feel like if we're talking about something that isn't, um, what's the word I'm going for? Conjecture. Everything sounds like conjecture to me. Um, and I feel like there's a false narrative behind the release the Snyder Cut movement that people assume a variety of things. People assume that the cut is finished and that it's good. People assume um, that it's vastly superior than the theatrical cut. I, and, but there's no evidence to suggest this. People also assume that Joss Whedon went out to ruin it. You know, if you are asked, I have a question for you. If you are asked, Jeremy, oh, me? Here, here's this accident that happened in, in Zach's family. It's terrible. He can't finish the job. He's shot basically most of the movie. He has a, an edit. Can you finish this movie? What do you do? I would I would say, well, we got to finish this movie for Zach. And the thing is, is I don't even think Josh Sweden had an entire say in it at all. He was micromanaged. Hardcore. I'm sorry. How do you know that? Because uh, in the beginning of the movie, when uh, just the very intro, there's a homeless man with a cardboard box 
a piece of cardboard box and it said I tried. Okay. And I think that was very So that this you know, is another I think, right? Do you hear do you hear do you hear do you hear what I'm saying here? I mean, I'd look at that as an easter egg if anything. So, but that's also your opinion, right? That's not a fact. That's not a fact. So, not yet. What, what, so you're you're, <laughs> yet. you're using creative choices in the movie as evidence of Joss Whedon's intent, as evidence of um, him being micromanaged. You're using it as evidence of the Snyder Cut, what is there and what isn't there. But, but the movie is a subjective piece of art. It's not evidence. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, uh, yes and no. Yes, because, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's possible, right? But no, more no because. What's possible? Can you say that again? What's, what's possible? Uh, re-say what you said right now. You're using the movie. You're using Justice League. The subject in a movie is a subjective piece of art. You're using it as evidence okay. on the it, quality of the yeah, Snyder yeah. Cut, and you're using it as evidence on Joss Whedon, his intent, and that he was micromanaged. And it just sounds like a bunch of this that, that you're saying that I can't talk about what Momoa has said and other people, but it sounds like what you're saying to me is a bunch. It's emotional, right? Like it's a bunch of this is what I think, a bunch of theory, right? Where are the facts? Because you can't use the movie itself, I mean, or ch change my mind. Like, how can you use the movie as evidence when it's a subjective piece of art? And every film, almost every American blockbuster has multiple hands on it because it's a collaborative medium. Yeah. You know, there's a great video on YouTube call, uh, called How Star Wars, the original 77 Star Wars, was saved in the edit. And if it wasn't for, I think it was George Lucas's wife and others who helped make that version of the movie more cohesive and better and like the pacing was right, maybe that wouldn't have been the, the smash that it was. Um, Christian, I just saw that you joined this conversation, buddy. Um, I need you to help Jeremy out here because he's drowning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, um, but you're muted, brother. So feel free to unmute yourself and uh, we'll continue this, this live stream real fast. Um, it's crazy though, but to answer your question really quick about the whole, um, the evidence, I mean, this specific movie, I think you can use it as evidence because oh, why this movie and why not other movies? Like, I don't understand that. Why, why this movie? Cause no matter what, like you said, if Zach wasn't able to finish it, it's an unfinished movie. I never and said I know, that. Huh? I never said that. Well, I mean, because you, you use the analogy of like, what what do I do if he had to leave and step down and I had to finish? Right, right. Movie. Mm -hmm. So it's unfinished, right? Right. So uh, it's an unfinished movie, man. Like not with the original director's choice of saying, this is it. And you know what? Fine. We have to abandon this project. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, Hold that thought because I mm -hmm. think Christian is now uh, joined the conversation. Christian, can you hear me? How you doing? Okay, buddy, let me know. You go ahead and interject. I can't hear you right now. But um, at the top right of this hangout, there's a gear icon. 
and you can see where your your audio is coming from and your your headphones as well so i hope that helps um so one thing that we talked about in our text conversation jeremy is i believe that these fans are entitled and you're saying yeah this is what you said in the text you said yeah but you know everybody's entitled and it's not wrong to be entitled it's okay that's that's this country is founded on people bitching to get what they want what's wrong with that um it sounds like this movie was so bad for hard to me for hardcore nerds and they can't stomach the injustice to use your word on how they didn't get the version that they wanted um the way they wanted it and i mean try to justify to me this entitlement because it just sounds like bitching to me it's not fair he didn't get to edit the version he wanted we all know why and it's a, it's yeah. a tragedy um and so guess what in a football team when someone breaks their leg they get swapped out you know and yeah. sometimes they lose that game right sometimes they win that game and this one let's just call it a an overall net loss right justice league financially uh, the universe kind of sort of died maybe as far as like the fire of the universe. And so it's just kind of hard for me to care. Like, cause you know, objectively speaking, when it comes to business, you know, sometimes things are bad and you just move yeah. on. Like what would it take? Say there was no Snyder cut. We'll, we'll never get it in some universe. Maybe mm -hmm. this is that timeline. How do you, how do you move on? Well, future Zack Snyder pro. Zack Snyder projects. I mean, I, I honestly am a big fan of him. I mean, you call me a fanboy, whatever, whatever, but he honestly really touched my heart when it came to that type of entertainment and type of uh, just movies overall. You know what I mean? The fact that you can put a superhero genre and kind of try and make it into a real film, sort of like Joker, I, I loved it and I was all for it. And especially it was a time in my life where I, you know, I'm, I'm transition transitioning from a, uh, from a kid to an adult. So, um, yeah, you know, um, it was a big, big part of my life, especially around the early twenties, you know, the early twenties. Um, and so do you feel like, you know, you're, have you seen those like people say Michael Bay ruined my childhood? Do you feel like that? Do you relate to that in some way? Did Joss uh, Whedon ruin your childhood? Was that what was at stake here? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I don't feel that way at all. It's more about the movement. It's more about like even if Zack Snyder had to step down and even if he didn't have half of the movie finished, well, come back and let him come back and let him finish it. You know, and I think that's what it's all about from from here on out. You know, that is the uh, good news. I see that our buddy Christian Blake has joined the conversation. I'm going to introduce him in just a bit. I do want to say to what you just said. Um, I don't know. I've never ran a conglomerate. I've never been a CEO to a giant corporation like Warner Brothers Media or what have you. But I'd imagine if there's a deadline and you have to release a movie, it would probably only take an epidemic like COVID-19 to stop a production or to, you know, um, pause the um, distribution of a movie. Like you, I, I think, I feel like they were on third and a half base when it came to the edit of the movie. 
and whatever photography they needed to wrap up. I don't know, but it's enough to finish the movie and like go on with the show. Like it's, it's enough, you know, to pause everything and wait so the hardcore fanboys could get the version that they wanted. I cannot help but believe, and I'm going to segue this into Christian Blake coming on, so get ready, buddy. I cannot, I cannot believe that um, there's this whole idea that this Snyder Cut, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on my Donald Trump shit here and say the, the fantasy cut, there's this, there's this presupposed idea that it's better. It's better than the version that they got. And Zach will go on these panels and say, here's what I wanted to do, but the studio thought it was too gnarly. People then infuse that into this fantasy cut and assume that it's going to be in it. And I don't necessarily know if that's the case. What does Zach have left to finish? Um, and if he has more stuff to finish, then it's not a cut. Then it's him remaking a movie at this point. So that's what I believe, and I, I kind of want... Christian Blake uh, to get on the call here. He supports uh, where my brother Jeremy's coming from. And so, Christian, how you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic, man. I've only heard bits and pieces of what you guys have been talking about, though. Okay. Um, because uh, I was trying to heard on this call. <laughs> uh, just kind of that he's, he's about it, you're not. Um, <laughs> and I heard the last little bit, what you just said right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I might, I might, uh, be on here for a bit and then hop off and then hop back on because, um, my phone, this is the only way I can actually be on here is my phone and it's about to die. Um, so I'm charging my iPad. Hopefully I can get back on with that. But, um, so you said that, uh, what you just said right now is like, well, well, if he's going to shoot some stuff, then it's going to be an entirely different movie or something, something along the lines of that. Like, it's not really a different cut. It's something different altogether. You are right. Fans call this the the movie the Snyder Cut. That's not what Zack Snyder calls it. Zack Snyder calls it Zack Snyder's Justice League, which means that it's not a particular cut of the movie. It's a different movie altogether. And um, Zack had an idea. He had um, something that he had written with Chris Terrio, um, and it was apparently a, a great script from my understanding. Even people who read it besides Zack Snyder saying himself it was a good script because um, we can't trust that because that's a biased opinion. Um, it's his own script and Chris's. Um, but from what I've heard, other people have said it was a pretty rad script. It was a pretty cool script and it was a big, big ambitious project. Um, and so what, what happened was as far as the narrative goes is what happened is that Batman versus Superman did, didn't do too well. And they were weeks away from shooting justice league. And the studio looked at Zach and said, okay, that didn't do well. And then they looked at his new script for Justice League or his, his original script for Justice League and were like, if that didn't do well, this surely ain't going to do well. Mm -hmm. So, like, you, you got to change it. And he was like, OK, I guess. And yep. so he changed it. So the original idea that he had in place for, like, the movie itself was never even shot. Correct. And he's, yep. confir yeah. and he's confirmed this. Yeah, it, it never it was never shot. Yeah, he absolutely confirmed this. And he, he confirmed yeah. it at his director's, like, panel or whatever that he did for yeah. Zero. The BVS um, panel. Yeah, exactly. The BBS panel, which, by the way, I don't know if you know, but he's going to go. Uh, he's going to do like a thing tomorrow. Yes. Um, and he's gonna it's watch on my BBS. birthday. I'm going to watch it with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm so stoked, dude. 10 a.m. I'm ready. Yeah. So so he uh, he what do you call it? Said that uh, the script ended up getting changed weeks before shooting. They shot that script, which was the rewritten script. And because they shot that script, it was this beefy movie. I'm assuming he has enough footage to cut together a three hour and 34 minute movie as he has blatantly said that that's the runtime, 214 minutes. Yeah, yep. 214. And so um, aside from that, 
he he said that uh, because the, the the movie's pretty much done, I'm assuming VFX aren't done because I think he even commented on somebody's post in Vero and said the VFX aren't 100%, but the movie's pretty much, it's done. Like, it's cut, it's done, it's ready to go. It just needs some polishing. I, that makes perfect sense. If he had already made a movie and he showed it to the studio and they watched it and they were like, okay, we told you to rewrite it and this is what you rewrote, we're still not down. So they had him kind of get pushed away, especially under the circumstances that his daughter committed suicide, which was tragic. Um, that To me, I mean, and this is just speculation, but to me that's kind of a PR move and saying like, hey, man, this is this is a way out. You know, we don't want to fire you. This is a way out. And he's like, "All right, cool." He took it, right? Um, where do you where do you get that speculation? Where do you get that speculation from? That's a big, heavy assertion. Uh, because um, of his, because of how um, here's much, why here's why well, uh, here's why I'm dubious talk, about talk to me. I'm dubious about that. Um, it seems like it's almost it's like this has taken on its own lore and mythology. This idea of this yeah. cut, right? This whatever the original. It sounds like an assembly cut to me. That's what it sounds like. And yeah, you've, you've yeah. done it before. Yeah, but too. he's shown VFX shots. Uh, certainly, certainly from an, uh, an assembly. And they're not from the trailers. So uh, under, under, understood, understood, but shots. but but it sounds like you're um, sup- presupposing that this cut. Um, was gnarly enough to potentially get fired. And so they, WB, leveraged his daughter's suicide as a convenient way to push him out. Where does this come from? The fact that he is so um, vocal about the fact that the movie that is out right now, the movie that you can currently buy, either on Blu-ray or digitally, is not his movie. He's like, that's not my movie. Like, that's not the movie that I made. And um, it seemed like he was kind of okay with the whole ordeal about entrusting Joss Whedon with the project. Honestly, a lot of people hate Joss Whedon. What do you? What, what are your? What, what, your what are your opinions I don't think on he did Joss Whedon? Wrong. I think he did what the studio wanted him to do. Yeah, same here. Okay. Like that. Yeah, he's not like a bad guy that was like, "Oh, I'm gonna mess this yeah. movie up." Like, yeah, no, like sure. he, he was he was hired to do a job and he did it and he yep. did it like honestly. To, I mean, uh, this is gonna sound terrible because I support the Zack Snyder cut. Of Justice League, but he didn't do a bad job, considering what you got in the movie. Like it's it's pretty pretty good. Like for being completely reshot. Like it looks like almost like seventy to eighty percent of that movie's freaking reshot, and it it's okay. Yeah. It's watchable. You know, it's, I mean, sure, the mustache looks terrible. Some of the effects look terrible. Some of the jokes are awful, but it's still watchable and it made money. And it's great for the kids for sure. It's, oh, it's it's a Justice League episode. Yeah. In live action, yeah. that's what it is. Let me this ask you guys. I don't. I don't, I, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but what happened to this idea around BBS time that Justice League was going to be a part one and part two? What is this? Oh, the nightmare sequence. Okay, but was there ever a part one, part two, or was or was that just uh, an idea, but it never actually materialized? No, it yeah. was confirmed. The studio confirmed that he was going to direct part one and part two. It was on Infinity War and Endgame. He was supposed to be filming yes. them back to back. Okay, and He's when did when did that not will be. when did that not go according to plan? When was that not the plan? BVS is bad reception. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is what happens when you book a title in advance, right? Yes. So then, yes. so 
so before photography, probably right before actual principle, um, that idea was kaput. Yeah, and that was the original script that I had talked about that him and Chris Terrio wrote. And then all of a sudden, BBS did bad, and they came up to him and said, "Okay, what you have now is not going to work because obviously Batman versus Superman didn't work, and what you're going to do is even crazier than that." So yeah, let's completely destroy that idea. And there, there went part one and two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So flash forward to to now. I'm not up to date, and I also, you know, my big my big stance here is that I don't care about a, a Snyder cut because there's too much emotion behind the fans. You said it yourself that Zach does not refer this to the Snyder cut. Um, it's a different movie altogether, is what you called yeah. it. And I understand that because he created some sort of assembly cut. He, he created a, a draft, for lack of a better term. It obviously wasn't a final draft, you know, because it still had more stuff to, to, to add on it. Mm-hmm. Um, where do people get this idea that it's vastly better than the version that, that the actual cut? Where does I, this come from? I think I would have to say, like, because I think the, 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 the most perfect way I can explain his cut, of course, it's not a finished cut. Like we're all the like what Christian Blake was saying about the CGI being polished up and all that. Yeah, it's not like that. The the closest way I could probably uh, relate it to is when like around 2005, 2006. Do you remember when X-Men, I mean, uh, Wolverine Origins got leaked? Yeah. 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 That, that's exactly how I, I, I picture the movie looking yes. like. Okay. Yes. Like a bunch of deleted scenes. Like when you see deleted yes. scenes of a DVD and the CGI is not just there, but the sound design is. Yes. And everything else kind yeah. of is. That, yes. That's probably where it's at. And I wouldn't but, mind seeing that cut. You no, know, me neither. Honestly, yeah. like at this point, I just want the better story. So but, I mean, well, here's the deal. You, mm-hmm. you said what makes what makes you people think that it's better. Correct. Honestly, I'm not even going to go on record and saying I think it's going to be better. I don't know what it's going to be. I just mm-hmm. know it's going to be a different movie, and I know it's going to <clears throat> be directed by Zack Snyder fully. And in the past, I've liked every other Zack Snyder movie. So I don't see why I wouldn't like this one. Okay. Same. Okay. <laughs> what, I don't know if it's what better. It may, it may suck. I don't think it will, but it may. I mean, that would really stink if it came out and it just blew. So, chunks. I, so if it sucks, if, if yeah. there's a draft and... And it gets leaked the way X Men uh, Wolverine Origins or whatever it's called got leaked. And mm-hmm. you guys be, admit it. You will if if this cut is on Pornhub, you guys are gonna watch it. Doesn't matter where it's at. I mean, I you will find it, about. right? You will find you will find this edit wherever it's wherever it is. If it's on Al Jazeera, you guys are gonna watch it. Um, and say say it's objectively worse than the version we got. Mm-hmm. What what does this mean? What is the legacy of this movie, and what do what, what do you guys? What's the what's the what's your what are your verdicts then? It's highly unlikely. Which is a, this is a coin toss. Yeah. This is a coin yeah, toss. Yeah, yeah. You don't know that it's unlikely. Nobody yeah, yeah, knows. Yeah. Uh, but let's but just yeah, say if I were to put myself there, yeah. Um, which is kind of easy because the version we got was a catastrophe. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just add one more point. It was a Frankenstein, yeah. Yep, yep. And that's being generous. So say the 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 version that is leaked or what have you, and Zach could leak it any time. Anything can get leaked, like any time, and just it's whatever. Um, so say it happens and it's not great. What then? Yep. 
Uh, I, I cry. Yeah. Cry. And I just, you know, wallow in pity and just be like, I can't believe that it sucked. That. I, and... What else do I do? I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, you've waited so long for it and then all of a sudden it just sucks. Just, like... just get ready to get made fun of like always. Anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. You're just going to stay in the same situation, really. But at least we're subject to change and, 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 and you know, can admit it. <laughs> yeah yeah so this i is... will admit if it mm-hmm. sucks i'm gonna admit hey this movie sucked like he messed up big time what what would blow my mind is if it sucked because to my understanding he's going to reshoot some stuff not reshoot he's going to shoot additional scenes i heard too yeah yeah he i mean he wrote it on the so that that that, that that source too is actually from um what's her name chloe grace i think uh she's like a a movie critic and uh, she says she has... Well, that certain... source was from Zack Snyder. Okay, well, yeah, she said she had certain sources. And, you know, usually she's always right. Usually. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, he, he posted himself on, on Vero. He posted uh, because he they had, like, a release to Snyder Cut contest, like an arts contest. Yeah, yeah I remember that, the poster, um, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, he had a poster contest, and then there was an arts contest. And the poster okay. contest, like the winner, the winner got like these little statues of him. Oh um, yes, some fan yeah. made a bunch of statues of him that um, it says like "Wake the f up" or something. Yeah, like he's known for saying that. Yeah. yeah, and then the the winner of the arts festival actually got the the slate that they used to film the movie Justice League when yeah. he shot it, the whole thing through and through, because they did rap principal photography and yeah. then they did the reshoots with Joss Whedon. So apparently, on that slate, if you if you look on Vero, it says that under the circumstances that there is more scenes shot, the person who owns this, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, the person who owns this film slate um, is uh, supposed to be summoned to the set to, to use the film slate yes. um, for additional photography under the, the name Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, and it was... And so a, that tells you, like, he's going to shoot more. Yeah, it was for a specific Martian Manhunter scene, right? Yes, with yeah. Lois Lane and with Batman and I think Wonder Woman. Well, supposedly Lois Lane. Yeah, supposedly Lois Lane. It was okay. You guys are obviously, (laughs) you guys are obviously have the same sources, and that's that's interesting. From my ears, it just it sounds like okay. There, okay. So I'm gonna introduce a whole new a whole new thing here, but 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 stay with me. This is gonna be simple. Um, Star Wars is a beloved brand franchise. People love the characters, um, and the Star Wars controversy starts with The Last Jedi. A very vocal um, segment of the audience was not a big fan of Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi. People will say things like, that's not what Luke Skywalker would do, or you know, they completely shat on the lore, or whatever. I don't care. Um, and so here comes... It's kind of like the... the uh, the nuclear heat that Batman versus Superman got. It was di- it was uh, divisive, polarizing mm-hmm. in that community. And just like the the same sort of um, collateral damage move that Disney did on Star Wars, WB did with um, Justice League, right? They, they got involved. Um, and so they hired J.J. Abrams back for Star Wars to make a Star Wars movie, thinking... Well, people, by and large, liked Force Awakens, so they'll like this one, too. Um, this is my opinion. I'm not a Star Wars fan, but 
I think objectively the what's it called? The rise of Skywalker is bad. Um, I see that Christian's phone died. He'll he'll join us back. Um, okay. This the and I wanted to get his opinion on this, but it's fine. The rise of Skywalker to me is bad on so many in so many different ways. Um, it took the second movie and said, "Eh, fuck all that," and did something else. It didn't make any sense. Um, yeah. And sometimes, but guess what? That's just what you're left with. Uh, Christian, your your audio is not there, man. Give me a little t- uh, mic check one two. Uh, mic check one you two. Good. No. You sound good. You sound good. Um, so I I don't want to talk about like um our different opinions on on the rise of Skywalker per se, but I will say that they 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 took the basically the toxic fandom of Star Wars changed the narrative of Star Wars, and so toxic fandom is what is where I'm coming from. The toxic so, fandom who did not enjoy the, the the Last Jedi basically hijacked the next movie, and and I think the audience basically suffered because of that. Now, Zack Snyder fans, or I don't know if it's uh, DC fans, or I don't know. The lines are blurred. There's there's toxic fandom in every community. Um, the Beatles had toxic fans. Um, Mark David Chapman killed. John Lennon, he was a toxic fan. Uh, it's what it is. And so I feel like nine, nine times out of ten, people that are hashtag release the Snyder Cut are toxic fans that are in this sort of, and I'm going to get a little hyperbolic here, um, mm-hmm. are, are in this kind of PTSD-infused denial about the Justice League version that they got, and they can't take it. And so they're holding on to this fantasy. They're holding on to this notion that we didn't get the cut that we deserved, the cut that Zach's and so Zack Snyder's this martyr. He's this martyr of, you know, release his cut. This is an injustice. We all deserve better. Um, sometimes, Thank you. I love you. sometimes there are bad movies, and we have to take the L. Um, it happened with Game of Thrones. The final conclusion missed the mark. Um, it, and, and I think that's almost not unanimous, but it's it's pretty it hurts. And if, if you if you if you're in denial about that, then that's on you. Um, same thing with The Rise of Skywalker. I think that franchise and the fans deserved better. Um, I think it's I think Star Wars is um, it's in its DNA that it's that it's kind of bad. That's what I believe. Um, I've gone on record saying that before, but I can say that I thought The Last Jedi was really good. And then J.J. Abrams comes in, does some damage control, and says, no, 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 fuck that. I'm going to do my thing. And then it seems like Warner Brothers came in during Justice League, during this time. It is, you know, I can't assert that they capitalized on Autumn Snyder's death. I mean, I can't say that. But um, it seems like they had something to do and they did it, right? Um so I want to talk about toxic fans. Both of you guys are release the Snyder Cut guys. Can you, I mean, what is a toxic fan, and how do you know if you've become one? Well, well, and this is the difference between, uh, you know, being a DC fan and being a Star Wars fan is, you know, DC was made for adults. Star Wars was made for kids. You know, so to me, the backlash for Star Wars sounds like a bunch of angry adults that grew up. 
a bunch of angry kids that grew up, you know, and uh, maybe they just lost a certain level of appreciation there. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, by the way, though. So it's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I have. I haven't seen it, but I did like the Last Jedi, and I wouldn't call myself a big Star Wars fan the way I am a DC or a Harry Potter fan, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as for DC fans, you know that those comic books, DC Comics, Detective Comics, were made for adults. They're made for adults. So when you see this mature Man of Steel and really dark, mature Batman versus Superman. You, I, I was digging it because it took a level of, un, of understanding certain types of movies that work differently. You know, they're not uh, cotton candy, you know, and uh, like Marvel movies, in my opinion. And Justice League, <laughs> sorry, I keep calling it Justice League, but jo- Josh Whedon's Justice League, you know, was was cotton candy. It was it, they made it for the kids because they needed to meet their quota for the year. You know, well, they uh, always have to make their quota for the year. For sure, but they I mean, there's, certain, so there's certain times where so, they postpone things, you know, and they could have easily postponed this, and I don't know why they didn't. Why? So where does that come from? Why, why could they have easily done it? Where do you get that from? Why is it easy? I think that was like the same year that, if I want to, if I'm, if I remember correctly, maybe was it the same year that it it came out? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it came out in September of 2017. Justice okay. came out in uh, November 2017. Yeah, that made a shitload of money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It made yeah. a shitload of money. You know, so, I mean... I don't understand. What does that have to do with anything? What do you mean? What, what, what does it have to do with why it's easy to postpone a movie? I don't understand. Because they already made the money for that year. Yeah. You know, like, they they did. They made way more than what they did... Uh, 2016. I think guys like us think that maybe that's a boatload of money, right? But when when you're operating at that level, there 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 is no that's enough. We made enough. There, oh yeah, is, for sure. I mean, exist. look at Disney, and I just heard that they're hardcore in debt, you know, and like yeah, for sure. Eric, yeah. Um, Christian, I want to give you the opportunity. What is a toxic fan, and can you tell me mm-hmm. about you know what do you think? Uh, release the Snyder Cut, you know, how many of them are toxic fans? Um, yeah, I mean, I have to admit, a lot of people who are uh, release the Snyder Cut fans are toxic fans. I think a lot of people who aren't release the Snyder Cut fans are toxic fans, and I think that it, it, it evens itself out. It really does. Whenever I post something, um, literally, I can post something on Twitter that says, um, man, I love Zack Snyder's Batman versus Superman. I hope that Warner Brothers releases the Snyder Cut, and I will get like I'm talking tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet of people just saying Zack Snyder sucks, his movies suck, and I'm like, I didn't ask you, like I, you know, and I I think that when you intentionally try to belittle somebody or um, throw shade at somebody for something that is completely out of your control because it it, it it's completely opinion based whether you like something or not. I think when you're throwing shade at somebody and saying something sucks, that's when it becomes toxic fandom. I think I have become uh, definitely somebody who's uh, done toxic fandom, especially in Star Wars, because I hated The Last Jedi. I really freaking hated that movie. Uh, Like, with every ounce of my being, I hated that movie. And I've watched it over and over trying to like it, and I'm just like, I can't at all. And so when somebody 
when somebody says like, man, I love the last Jedi. It's great. I immediately, every fiber of my being wants to be like, no, it sucks. Like, Christian, Christian, I want to be, I want to be respectful of your time, but this is definitely something worth pursuing. I think, um, do you have time to get into the last Jedi? Uh, I do. Uh, again, I'm using things that are devices that are like dying on me. So I might uh-huh. be in and out like I'll okay. switch devices. Well, then we'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try to to, to make it quick. Um, why was The Last Jedi bad? Why didn't you like it? Um, I, it, it honestly, stylistically, it looked great. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that it didn't look good, like the movie was poorly created or they did a bad job on the way it was shot or edited or anything of the sort that that's not what i'm saying as far as why the last jedi was bad i think the last jedi was bad because of the choices that the characters made and um you know the one thing people always bring up is like i can't believe luke threw the lightsaber over his shoulder and i'm like well yeah that did happen and that was slightly out of character but it slightly wasn't at the same time um because luke's done some pretty stupid stuff in the past and what i mean he was a jedi for what maybe a year at most like total and then he just like stopped or something like that or no it was is it is it fair what if i had to have been it had to have been more what if i were to tell you that we do not know um we do not know luke as he is we do not know luke after defeating the empire while watching his father die, uh, redeeming himself, uh, saving the galaxy, and then um, uh, exiling himself for whatever reasons, we don't know this man, right? There, there has there's been a yeah. there's been a, a a delta, a giant a giant gap of uh, in between time between Luke as a young man versus you know grumpy Luke, old man Luke, right? Yeah, so we exactly. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we take his cues? For what they from you know, from from the place that they're coming from, why can't we do that? Well, honestly, it, it, and the thing is, like Luke Skywalker himself wasn't a huge bother to me. He really wasn't. Okay. Um, what one of the biggest bothers for me was um, Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron seemed very out of character, especially only having seen him in one movie. But in the first movie, the one that J.J. Abrams did, um, I think it was written by uh, who was it written by? Was it written by Terrio? I, uh, I, I want to say it was written um, by the same guy who wrote Toy Story three, and and Lawrence Kasdan. I want to say, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan did it. So so here's the deal. Poe Dameron was uh, he? Yeah, he's like a kind of the the pseudo Han Solo for the the mix. You know, like he's the guy that wants to show everybody up and and everything like that. Um, and he he's kind of cocky in the sense, but he's also incredibly noble. He drops everything to help people um, that you could clearly see that in The Force Awakens. Um, and even though he does it with like a, a grumpy attitude, he still does it. And the fact that he was just so like opposed to everything everybody was doing in The Last Jedi. I was like, come on, bro. Like, this is not the same character we saw in the last movie. Mm-hmm. But he, it doesn't stop there. Well, the, the main thing that really bugged me about The Last Jedi Tell me. Um, was Leia. Oh, she bothered me so much. And it wasn't her performance. It wasn't anything. It was the way she was written. So Leia is force sensitive. And we've known this kind of, um, you know, in the back of our head, we're like, okay, yeah, she's force sensitive. Like, oh, well, right. We've never seen her do it. But then the first moment that we actually see her do it, this noble princess who would do anything for her, 
her uh, people, right? Like is like ahead of everybody else, like charging into battle. Like she's like, I, I, I'm going to make the right decision. The first time we see her use the force is to save herself. What, what, what it's do you a mean? selfish what do you mean? act. What do you mean exactly? Though, and, and there were so many other people that could have been saved in that moment. She felt that she, she had the force. She felt the moment that the ship was going to explode, she oh, could have done something. And she didn't. She ended up choosing to save herself, to let everybody die, to save herself, and to hope that something would come from it. And I was like, that is so not Leia. That is not the Leia that we've known from the last three movies. And then The Force Awakens. I mean, like, The Force Awakens showed such the tender side of her because she became older. She was a mother. She understood what it meant, uh, what what lives were at stake, what, what this whole rebellion what meant. And, like, to see her completely in a selfish act the very first time we see her use the force was like seriously like what were you thinking that is not leia at all and so that bothered me aside from the fact that the the little boy at the very end of the movie had nothing to do with anything and ryan johnson just put that in there like for i guess somebody to pick up the pieces in the next movie hoping that they would i don't know because he wasn't in conversation with anybody else to my knowledge for the next movie. Yeah. I believe he said that. Like that's kind of odd. You know, for it's him really to just be like, well, I hope somebody picks this up. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have not let you, but I, I, I appreciate your opinion and I think a lot of people um, agree with you and so that's interesting. I do wanna say that what's interesting is how Disney and I think Catherine Kennedy, is that her name? Who Kathleen. Ha- Kathleen, how they took this telephone approach to making the movie. You know, like JJ, do your thing, but there's no blueprint. And then he passes the baton to Ryan. Ryan, do your thing. Yeah. There's still no blueprint. They passed the baton. It was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow, right? But it didn't work. Yes, and he Colin had a draft. Yeah. And um and I think that's a very ballsy approach for something that is just so precious to fans, right? Yeah. And I it think is. I appreciate every cue that Ryan made that was almost a a direct where JJ would have went left or where the story from Force Awakens would have went left, he went right, right? Like what you said about Leia. We've never seen her do a stunt with the Force before. Uh, I, I don't know if she had complete control over that. I don't want to get into weeds with that. It just seems like almost the Force kind of saved her. I don't know if it was... I don't know. Who knows? But um, but also, even, but even the stuff weird. with Poe, even the stuff with Rose Tycho, who's thrown in there, the stuff with yeah. the Force-sensitive boy at the end, to me, is like... Yeah, no. Uh, what's his name? Snoke is not our big guy. So he he write and it's really good story. It's like telephone. Like I'm gonna put the next installment that's supposed to wrap this up. I'm gonna make Ben Solo irredeemable, even though we kind of thought that somehow he's supposed to redeem himself, and he ends up doing it. I don't know if he earned it in the next movie, but he writes the characters in a corner, which in the second act I think you're supposed to do as a storyteller. That's my opinion. Um, it's interesting how you said something very poignant, and I, I really want to highlight it on this episode of the podcast, that there are toxic fans amongst the release the Snyder Cut community, and yeah. there are also toxic fans that are not in that community. Um, and I think that's what totally happened? apparent. I, uh, I try you not... You can hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can hear you perfect. Yeah, yeah, I can hear. I can hear. hear I, I thought that my I thought my iPad was dying, but I guess not. I, don't I, don't know, too. I, thought, I don't know what's going on there, man. So <laughs> thought it was annoying. my internet or something. Uh, that's that's so annoying. But uh, it's not you guys. Um, yeah, I think I know what's going on. 
Uh, yeah, I know exactly what's going on. Um, okay. sorry about that, but no. Uh, just to your point, Christian. Um, you make you make a great point. There's toxic fans, um, on both sides. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of emotions with release the Snyder Cut. Here's my emotion with Justice League. It was a bad movie. The the studio was dealt a bad hand. That's not how they wanted to do this. Let's be honest. When when Zack made Man of Steel, it was supposed to be a standalone movie. I've told Jeremy yep. this so many times where they messed up was let's make this a universe. Let's just jump cut shortcut to what, what Disney's done uh, with Marvel. Let's just jump to that. You can't, you can't shortcut that. Let's be honest. BVS was totally that they made, you know, one movie and then they jumped to like their Avengers. Essentially you could have called BVS the justice league. I mean, you almost could have everybody's in it, you know? Um, and it's in it for fan service and it's in it to shortcut to just kind of be like, look, we're going to do this, you know, um, uh-huh. Zach signed up for that. But when, when Chris Nolan was EP on Man of Steel, which I, I'm a big Man of Steel fan. I loved it. It was, it hit all my pleasure spots. It hit me in all the ways that I like, which is, you know, Jeremy will say it's an adult, it, it's for made for grownups. You know, I just think it's like contemporary. I just think it's like updated. I just think it's. How do you tell Superman's story in the 21st century? To me, it was that, you know, um, and I appreciated those risks, and I thought they paid off. But there was Easter eggs, and so I remember the Comic-Con months after Man of Steel, Zach teases, we might be doing like a Dark Knight Returns thing. Batman's going to be in this next one. Everybody got fired up, you know, and, and how do you not? Because Man of Steel was a success. Um, and then he makes that movie and then he makes Justice League. I mean, he's doing the red carpet in Germany and he's making Justice League on the BBS press tour. So this thing was rushed. I think Justice League, I, I cannot help but feel and trust me, these aren't biases because like I said, I liked you guys know I like BBS. I liked um, Man of Steel. Big fan. They're, they were great. You know, I appreciated them both directed by Zack Snyder. I think Justice League was 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 kind of doomed to fail from the beginning. It just didn't. It was rushed. You just can't you can't cheat and make the dice land on twelve to just get to the end. You you can't do that. Um, look at Joker. I think part of the success of that movie is that it's not trying to world build. It's not essential to this overall big story. It's not episodic. It's not just one installment of this kind of glorified. Um, you know, like what Disney's done with Marvel, it's kind of like almost like television, right? Like every, what do they call it? Phase is a season. Joker didn't do that. It just did its thing, did its business, and it walked away. I think that uh-huh. adds to why we like that movie. I think that's why Man of Steel is also good, is it wasn't designed to be episodic. It was just, here's this one and done thing. Yeah. Justice League had a lot of work to do that in its core is not going to be a good movie. I'll give you an example. Um, and this is kind of like the, the case that I want to make is this movie was never going to be good. And whatever Zack shot, I hate to say, is probably doomed to suck. Not because I don't like Zack, not because I don't respect him, not because I don't think he has great ideas. I think he has great ideas. I think he's a visionary. Um, I just so happen to believe that, you know, this idea of let's just cut to our Avengers, I think... Maybe he thought that was a good idea, but it doesn't make for a compelling, cohesive narrative, right? There's a scene in Justice League where the Flash and Cyborg are, like, digging a grave. I think they're going to get Clark Kent out or something. Uh And um, 
<coughs> cyborg. I don't know what the lines are. Maybe you know, Jeremy. Uh, the line is something like. Here's my backstory. And Flash is like, that's very interesting. Here's my backstory. <laughs> you know, and it's supposed to be like this this sort of good rapport mm-hmm. um, between them. And I remember watching this in theater and thinking out loud, and you should never be really thinking out loud metatextually yeah. when you're watching a movie. It's usually a bad sign. But I remember thinking, why did they just tell us that? Why didn't they film that and make that a part of the story? That should have been its own movie. There was a lot of movie. There's a lot of moments in that movie that are like that, that I kind of feel just in its nucleus were bad decisions. How can we, oh, how can we not admit to that? Um, there's this entire notion, whether if you're a toxic release the Snyder Cut fan or not, there's this idea that this is the better cut. It's the Zack cut. I don't know. Nobody knows if it's better. I think this movie in its bones was not, gonna be great if Zach and WB can't um, agree on this big arc you know maybe there's a dark side thing or like there's this nightmare sequence nobody agreed on where this was going it reminds me of Star Wars on this uh, telephone like the telephone game of Mm -hmm. I'm gonna whisper in your ear and then you whisper in their ear and then you you you're in the weeds you're not on the same page Um, you know that's what Marvel had say whatever you want about their individual films. They're often forgettable, mm-hmm. but Kevin Feige had a big story he wanted to tell and he told it. And I'm not a big end game fanatic. I thought infinity war was way better, mm-hmm. but Kevin Feige told his story and had his series finale the way he wanted to do it. You, you couldn't say release the longer end game cut. No, this is the version that they wanted to release, right? It's very self-indulgent and long. Um, and so I just don't think – and guess what? That took 12 years. You can't do that in in five years. From Man of Steel 2013 to Justice yeah. League was four years? You can't shortcut. You can't. You can't. And they tried to do it. I think this thing was sort of doomed to fail. I got that vibe with the initial Zack Snyder trailers, the ones that we know that Zack had his fingerprints all over – the movie wasn't even finished, but uh, he got us excited anyways. Um, I cannot help but feel that, you know, no, you're rushing this. It wasn't, it was, it didn't make, um, there wasn't a lot of, in my opinion, um, there wasn't a lot of like, it was sort of like a, a steak that just wasn't cooked enough. You know, a lot of half-baked ideas um, that are Zack Snyder ideas for sure for his iteration of Justice League. I don't know if that would have been the best decision, man. And so all that, I did not mean to talk for so long, but as someone who not only doesn't care about the Snyder cut, but I don't believe in this fantasy cut. And I certainly can't believe that it's a superior version. I just think fans were hurt so bad and so betrayed and had such a bad taste in their mouth that they'll take anything over that cut. And I want to just say that it's possible that that cut Maybe it is better. It's a it's a coin flip. It's it could easily be better. It could easily be dog shit. We don't know, and I think we'll never know. And I also will say, it's probably best that we never know. Hmm. Yeah, I honestly don't think so, man. I I think it's best to find out, you know, so there can be an opinion opinion for both. Because I I think what you're saying is 
pro- it probably will happen. You know what I mean? There will be divided fans. Like, no, the Josh Whedon cut or whatever, the, the cut that he helped out in or the, the first initial theatrical cut that they released is better than Zack Snyder's. Of course that will happen. But I mean, I for me, I I would I want to find out for myself to see if that cut actually sucks. As for people talking about it and saying it was amazing, including like Jason Momoa and stuff, I mean that's that's their own opinion and that's fine. But I mean, I want to see it for myself. You know, I that's that's all that I want. I just want to see it for myself, even if it's a Wolverine Origins type of movie, <laughs> uh, the leaked version. Totally. Um, I don't think we as consumers are entitled to that. I don't think we deserve it just because we demand it. It's like a baby who's crying because, you know, it's like my daughter who she doesn't get the toy she wants from her McDonald's Happy Meal. I don't drive back to the McDonald's and say, I need an Elsa toy, goddammit. The truth is she's going to have to live with that Sven, and that's what it's going to be. Eat shit. That's the way it goes. You don't just, no. And if I... If I acquiesce to her, to her crying or whatever, I think that's bad parenting on my part because I'm sending the wrong message. I'm sending, yeah, if you cry, you'll get whatever you want. I don't think the audience, the fans, the consumers, like, are entitled to that. Like, like it's air or clean water. Like, it's not. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not. And so they they be acting like it is, and. I, I sneer at the notion of that. Um, so tie, to tie this around, because I don't want to go in circles, you had said in that text message something like, man, all you, as if we're Holocaust deniers, all of you release the Snyder Cut, anti-Snyder Cut people, which that's not what we are. We don't we don't have lunch it, together. I didn't say anti, but yeah. But no, 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 you didn't. But like you're like the people who don't believe in it you guys are going to be wrecked. And here's the thing. Yeah. Let, let me tell you this. This is what the toxic fandom that I'm talking about. I'm not your opposition, and neither are people who don't care, who are – I'm agnostic about this. Like, we are not your opposition. Marvel fans who only love Marvel movies are not your opposition. Like, this is the dessert that you want to have. This is your health, essentially. What you choose to put in your body is really – your choice, you know, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't. Uh, the reason, the reason why don't I said tread that, on me, brother. The reason why I said that though is because back in Austin, I remember having a conversation with you about it, and I think Dave was there too, um, about it and like how Jason Momoa talked about it. You know what I mean? And I remember you just telling me like, no, you know, there's it doesn't exist the cut that we saw was the best cut we could have seen. Mm -hmm. And ever since, you know, like with you, when me talking to you about that, this, this topic, I was just like, no, like, no, like, I honestly feel like you're, you're just, you're wrong about it. You know, like there is more to it. There just is more to it. So now that there's, there's like three years have passed and there's more evidence on it. I'm saying all those people are about to get wrecked because, now it's being talked about. It's it's still being talked about. Nobody's talking about Infinity War and Endgame anymore. You know, at least to me, the people that I follow, they don't. You yeah, know, because uh, they they got they got a product. That's why, like the story ended. And to me, for me, 
I mean, it the, ended, the, but it the, didn't. The, the Justice League story ended. I got it. It's Henry Cavill and, and bad CGI fake mustache thing. Like that. It's that. And that's what it is. And when I see Shazam and I see Superman make a cameo, I'm like, oh, this is still canon. When I see Wonder Woman 2, this is canon. When I see Birds of Prey, you know, this is canon. And so they're continuing to go with that universe. And so guess what? That's the cut that is canon. That's the cut you have to take, man. It's like um, when Captain America in the in the comics, um, Hail Hydra, which I like that end game. I like that Easter egg. It was like I popped so hard. It was like the, one of the biggest pops for me. But fans hated that. That's not Captain America. And then they, but guess what? It's canon. And then they were like, nah, he was just fucking, he was just kidding the whole time or whatever. And it was like a, a double cross, double cross, double cross or whatever. It's like, you know, it's funny. Like, it's like professional wrestling. When the bad guy is being a jerk, you're supposed to boo him. You know, like it's all part of the show. And you have to move on, even if you don't like what they did. Even if your favorite, even if your your your, your favorite wrestler loses, yeah, he lost, and you have to move on. There's no rematch. There's no like it's you got to like life moves on. There's a lot of fans who can't move on, and that to me is like, you know, definitely worth somebody like me who's agnostic in this entire conversation. It's like what what happened to you? You know, like there's not there's nothing that could happen. You know, they're making a new Matrix movie. I love the Matrix. Yeah. Um, say say the new one sucks. It's not going to ruin the, the movies I grew up with. You know, yeah. it'll it'll suck and that'll just be another day. Well, say uh, it's it's better than all the ones you grew up with. Awesome. This is why it's my favorite, you know, yeah, fran- yeah. franchise. You know, it's very possible to have the same team and everything. My yeah. point is, like, I'm not entitled to it. You know, there are some times when life is so good that you're like, we don't deserve this, you know? And why do you think it's being made? Um, I don't know. If it's because the people don't want it, you know? And because... What do you mean? Keanu, the Matrix? Yeah, because Keanu Reeves is a big fucking thing right now, you know? Why wouldn't they want to do it, right? He's always been a big fucking thing. He's never not been sure, a big fucking thing. For sure, but I mean, there was a while there where he was kind of a little away. I don't you think know so. I, mean? I don't think so. I think so. Like when he did that one, I think 2019 was like the year of Florence Pugh and Keanu Reeves for sure. But mm-hmm. he's like, it's like, you know, gosh, who it's like Tom Brady. Tom Brady was never not a great thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. He didn't win a Super Bowl every year, but guess what? You know, he's still hot shit. Um, but well, for sure, I think it's going to be, it's fan service, you know, because the people want it. They wouldn't make it if they didn't think they weren't going to make any money, of course. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. the, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I bring it up because I'm, I'm a big fan, but if it sucked, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a movie. There yeah. are, there are release the Snyder cut people that I'm like, are you going to shoot me? <laughs> oh God. Like, are I'm, you, not, I'm are not you one okay? of those at all. What happened to you? You know, it gets a little scary. Yeah. Um, it's okay that things suck sometimes. Don't yeah. put your entire life and um stock into a piece of entertainment that defines you like that's guess what like you know um i like gosh what's a good it's a good version of this um i like kanye west big fan like all his music his last record was not great it's probably his most not great i'm okay to say that 
you know, I Dave asked me, he's like, what do you think about Jesus is King? And I was like, it's the first record I've heard of his that I didn't instantly love. He's like, I thought you were going to say you loved it because he thought I was like this stan that was just going to be like, I love it no matter what. I love it. It's like, no, sometimes things aren't what you want it to be. That's that's life, you know. Um, that's also part of growing up is just knowing like not everything's perfect. Your football team doesn't play a perfect game every year, you know. But at the same time, like don't flip a car over because your team lost and be like, Dez caught it 10 years later. That's sad. That's pathetic to me. So that's, I suppose, my final thoughts on this whole thing. I don't know if we got anywhere, but um, I definitely am dubious about this this idea of like um, evidence. Everything's speculation. It's all speculation. There is no evidence. Well, let's you say know. it does come out right, and and you love it. I don't. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna line up to watch it. Why? Why? Well, I mean, you you just talked about what if it sucks. Now, what if you love it? Now, what if it's way better than the original cut that came out? How would how would that make you feel, it even would, though you would, don't care? It would be bittersweet because here's this version that is good. Um, <laughs> obviously, I would still say this is this is not the version that could have came out November whatever 2017, right? Mm -hmm. it's, if you delayed it six months, you know, if it took four years to make, you couldn't tell me that. Yeah, this was the version. If they postponed it, it wouldn't have been the same version. It couldn't have been. You needed this this uh, movement to make this version, especially if in 2020 he's going to refilm stuff, supposedly. Yeah. If he's going to do that, it's not going to be the version that we were supposed to get. It's like what Christian Blake said. There is no cut. It's a different movie. Yeah. It's a it's a liquid narrative that is that – is and like there's this lore and mythology that the fans have created that are, that are building Zach up to do what he's doing right now. Um, so it would be bittersweet that here's this true Frankenstein version of a movie that let's just say, like you said, rocks my socks off. Wow. It's amazing. This is a great movie, <laughs> but it doesn't count because it's not Canon. It's not the one that came out. Like nothing, what, what no, nothing can ever change that. No, Jeremy, like nothing can change that. You know, you're asking me like, what if we were born a woman though? And it's like, look, but I wasn't, no, no, no. you know? So what if, what if. The reason why uh, I say that it, is because, right? like, guess and make, what? And they make a sequel of it. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, is it? You don't think so? And what, what if it does? I think Ben, I think Robert Pattinson is going to, he's the new Batman, you know? And I think Ben is like, been there, done that. He's passed the torch. He's, he says good on Robert, you know, and that's great. And Cavill is still up in the air. You know, I don't see it happening. There's so, but what you're asking me are a lot of what ifs that I, I can't believe in like God is way easier to believe in than this. It's just it, God. For sure, but I mean, it's also just easy to say that the cut's gonna suck. I don't, even though we haven't seen it. I don't think it. I don't think it's one way or the other, and no one can prove either. You know, nobody can prove that this version is gonna be better. Either way, but no one can. No one can prove yeah. that it's gonna suck. Nobody can prove that it even exists. You know, so it's all speculation, and I think fans. They don't know this yet, but trust me, holding on to this is probably better than if you got the real version. Because I've thought the, about that. And this I, version I, that, you've, I, that you've guys have created in your head, nothing's going to live up to that. That's just too much hype. Nothing's I, 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 I get what you're saying, but then I, then I think back to the people that have said that they have watched it and they have seen the cut that he has, uh, like Jason Momoa. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, you know, even though it's an assembly cut, I get it. 
I would want to watch that. You know what I mean? Like I just would. And if that's what they need to reshoot and, and finish, that's great. You know what I mean? But I, I honestly think it's totally possible for them to make a sequel. It'll just be a course direction. They already did that. Might as well do it again. Especially wow. if that's where, because that's where the money's pointing. I don't know, man. Um, I don't see how money. How is money pointing to the Snyder Cut? Is this a uh, gut feeling? Is this speculation, high, high or where is the the? High, I mean, like what you're the, saying the, about the toxic fandom. You, you know, you mean you mean majority of you it. mean the Twitter hype. I mean the Twitter, the Instagram, the Vero, the Facebook. Yeah, the Twitter, everything. I don't necessarily see money there. I don't. It depends on how they release it. You know what's interesting? Uh, we talked about the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker, and I think they're yeah. very similar because they're on both sides. No matter what kind of fan you are, it you'll it'll be very hard to find someone who likes everything. Divisive, yeah. There's usually you either like this one or you like that one, right? Um, and why did I bring this up? Oh. The box office showed that Rise of Skywalker was not successful. I think The Last Jedi made more money. There you go. And so guess what? It had the it had the support, the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vero, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, whatever. It had the support of, fuck Ryan Johnson. Dude, JJ's going to fix it. He's going to fix it, man. It had that, and it made less money. So, you know, I think, I think the optics um, are definitely... I think the vocal minorities make you know make more noise, but yeah. I don't know if they show up to the box office. I think they just show up to Twitter to to bitch about things. Um, Christian's still in the comments. It's a shame that you know he has a life. You know who who has battery life at go almost one in the morning. I can't believe we, we, we're still doing this, man. But um, yeah, just like I kind of thought with this podcast, you know, nothing's going to be solved, nothing's going to be resolved. But um, I think you made your case. Um, mm -hmm. this is going to be my last, and then I'll let you take as much time as you want to, um, to have your final thoughts here. But, um, so here's yeah. my final thoughts. Um, I think this is an emotional, with this podcast, going to be Hey, there solved. he is. <laughs> hey, Christian, mute your, put some headphones in your device, man. Um, and I'll let you have some final thoughts too. So Christian, please take your time. Um, this is my last thing is. As an anti, as the opposition, the 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 anti release a Snyder Cut person, it's like no, I'm just agnostic about it. Like, I can accept that we got a bad movie and move on. I can accept that um, with Autumn Snyder, you know, nobody saw that coming. It was terrible, and uh, and it made an impact on on a movie that so many fans, I think, were walking into ready to appreciate, and uh, they didn't get they didn't get to appreciate the movie that they built in their heads you know and they were hyped about um i guess i take i take umbrage with people that are entitled to a a release to what i'll call a fantasy cut because i don't think that the version that is in people's heads will ever be satiated i don't think it'll ever it'll 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 hit that dopamine uh, the way uh, you know the way people are holding on to it right now in their heads. Um, sometimes movies are bad and you move on, you know. Um, anytime I see online, release the Snyder Cut, somebody posts about it or sends me a link to it, Jeremy, um, I feel like 
am I being punked? Like, is the joke on me? Am I like an old grandpa that is like, stop it, you know? Um, and my reaction to that is just like, we're in 2020. That doesn't matter. I left that in the past three years ago. Um, I can't, there's nothing in my life. No stand-up comedian, no wrestling, no music act. There's nothing I can think of where I'm so entitled that I'm owed uh, a different iteration of a product. Like, I don't buy Nikes or an Apple product and think, nah, give me that iPhone 4. What is this shit? I don't do that, you know? Like, you just move on. You move forward. And so um, I'll say this, because it would be ridiculous if I didn't, but I have been put in a position where I put money into a movie that I made that I don't have a copy of, and you've never seen me in public or in private say, release the Knives Monroe cut. There's not that it, look what it is is what it is. You take the L, you take the loss, and you keep on going. You get on your horse and you keep on going. And I, I wish, I wish fans, you know, um, could do the same. I know it's hard. Trust me, I've lived it. I've been on the other end. I've lived it. It sucks, but you know that's okay. Go watch Birds of Prey, and I hope you have a good time. And go watch. I don't know what's next on the slate. Wonder Woman, and I hope you have a good time. And and it's okay that. Sometimes you have bad movies. Guess what? Incredible Hulk and Marvel's catalog, not great. The Ed Norton one, not great. You know, mm -hmm. um, it is what it is. Uh, Iron Man 2, I think it's okay. You know, um, there's some movies that just aren't great. It is what it is, you know. Um, I don't think they've ever, no pun intended, had an abomination like Justice League. That's okay too, man. You know, here's the thing. What movie was it? Um, for some people, Last Jedi is that. For some people, Rise of Skywalker is that it's all subjective. There are people who like Justice League. What about them? Those are my final thoughts. Uh, Jeremy, Christian, you guys take it from here. You go, Jeremy. All right. Uh, so those fans that uh, like the Justice League aren't aware of the behind the scenes. Most of them. They're not aware about what happened, you know, and the tragedy and all that. Uh, so there's that, um, me, what the Snyder cut means to me is, is it's just kind of like what I said at the beginning of the podcast. It's a little more deeper. Like what you said, what happened to you about a studio just taking over and taking over your project. And then you just end up not liking the final product, you know, uh, that's just an injustice, you know, it's just, it should, it shouldn't happen. And, and it's sort of like, when you're a person like Zack Snyder or you're a person like Jason Moore, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, it's sort of like wrestling, like, like John Cena, you know, you've impacted millions, if not maybe billions of lives, you know, you have a sense of duty and responsibility to them. You kind of have that feeling. So when Zack hears this huge group of people that believe in him and love him and want to be there for him and support him, I mean, why, why would he say no to that? You know what I mean? Like, why? Why would he? Especially if he has millions of people to back him up. You know what I mean? Like, I think anybody would want that. Anybody would love that. I mean, I, I'm one of those fans for for Knives with what happened to him with one of his films. You know, where I would want that cut, and I would I would cry and bitch for it because I was there and witnessed. You know, and I I've seen it too. So to see it happen to one of my favorite directors of all time too, not including knives, right? 
uh, is it sucks. It really sucks. So to actually see a movement where I can identify with people just like with Christian is amazing to me because I don't get this a lot. I don't, I don't get a lot of people that I can relate to about these types of things, you know, especially in the Valley. It's, it's very hard. Um, so let the director and writers and editors do what they want to do. You know what I mean? None of this two directors, you know, just, just keep it old school, you know, and treat every director like if they're a James Cameron or a Martin Scorsese, because everybody started somewhere. Yeah. You know, just all those, just like all those greats. Um, having said that, I, I guess I'll end it with this. I don't picture the, the Snyder cut. It doesn't matter to me how the movie looks, as long as it's a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Really quick, uh, I mean, even when you write a script, that first initial script usually from my from my, um, my uh, research that I've seen behind the scenes with movies and stuff isn't even the final script that they have. You know what I mean? They have a script, and then when they film, it's totally different. Yeah, it's like a totally new, different script, just like Joker. You know what I mean? Like they majority of that film they they wrote on set. You know what I mean? And they've said that. Uh, which is beautiful. Um, so to me, the 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 version. Oh, we're not going to get the initial first version. Zach was going to release. I don't care. Just release what Zach Snyder's. What's in his head? Because yeah. that that's yeah. what I that's what I care about. Well, yeah. well put, Christian. Um, I you know kind of uh, wanted to tag off of what Jeremy said. It's it's an injustice to him. I don't think it's an injustice to any of us. I, I don't think any of us as fans should be entitled to anything other than the fact that we paid for a movie that we uh, thought that we were going to get and we didn't. Um, I, I would say about, I think, 80, 85 or so percent of the shots in the first trailer of Justice League aren't even in the final movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the come together... Um, trailer yeah like none of that stuff is in the movie and so we bargained and for a movie that we wanted to see in theaters that we we saw a trailer of even the the final trailer of the movie there's still shots in the final trailer of the movie that aren't in the final cut of the movie one of the most blatant ones is the very first line in the trailer in the last trailer where she says um as she goes up to clark and or no, yeah, she walks up to Clark. Lois walks up to Clark, and and he says, "I'll take that as a yes." The ring, right. and that wasn't even in the movie. And I'm like, "Oh man, like that was a tragedy," you know. And I I figured that that scene was going to be absolutely breathtaking. I was excited about it. I was excited about the prospect of of everything that I had heard, and then to not get it, I was like, "Man, that doesn't necessarily suck for me because I still got a movie." While yes, I'd rather see Zack Snyder's version of the movie. What really sucks is that Zack Snyder didn't release the movie that he wanted to. Um, And to my understanding, almost every single time he is asked, have you seen the movie? He says no. So I don't know how true that is. He may be trolling and just saying like, no, I haven't seen it because like he, you know, he knows that that isn't his cut of the movie or his version of the movie that he wants to release. Um, Maybe he's trolling. I know even people have posted something along the lines of like a scene from the movie and he'll comment on Vero and he'll put like 
that wasn't in my movie. You know, like that, that's not in the movie. You know, that movie hasn't come out, you know? And uh, it's funny because like, it, he, I feel like he's trolling at that point. But, I, and so I'm kind of like, did, did he see the movie? Did he not? Either way, the point is that I think that he deserves a chance to be able to put the movie out that he wanted to. I mean, I take it back to Andy Muschietti. Andy Muschietti is a director that has been with Warner Brothers for some time now. He's directed a few films here and there, um, some horror films. I know he did Mama with Jessica Chastain, fantastic film. I thought it was great. And then he moved on and he did It. And when he signed up for It, he signed up for two movies of It. And they were like, well, let's see how the first one does. They didn't want to label it chapter one, you know, and then the movie ended and they put chapter one at the end of the movie and it did great. Everybody loved it. And so they said, all right, give him part two, you know, like, let, let's see what he can do. And they, you can tell they didn't do what they did to Zack Snyder, to, to him, to Andy Muschietti, because he released a three hour movie about a clown eating children. So you can clearly tell that they didn't trim down his movie. They didn't ask for reshoots. They didn't do any of that. And what's funny is that that movie wasn't even half as good as the first one. I love the It movies. I do. I think they're beautifully crafted. But I can tell you that part one, part one is masterful as opposed to part two is just, oh, that was a good movie. And the studio took a risk and they did it. And did they kind of fail? Yeah, because it didn't make as much money. It didn't do as well. The DVD sales aren't doing as well. I mean, it, it's not as good of a movie. It wasn't as big of a hit as the first one was. The kids, you know, like everybody loved the kids. Everybody loved that film. So to me, either way, Warner Brothers still stuck their, their neck out and said, well, we believe in this director and we believe in his vision no matter what. And we're going to let him do his thing. We're going to let him release a three-hour movie about a clown eating kids. And they did it. Why couldn't they have just done that with Zack Snyder? I mean, they they didn't even let him do that with... Um, Batman versus Superman. His final film that he wanted to release to the public had to get postponed to Blu-ray. Why didn't they just release the three-hour cut in movies in, in the theater? Like um, Endgame did well. You know, it's not like a three-hour runtime was really going to hinder their making actual sales. Like, I mean, the, the Endgame is the biggest movie in the entire world right now. And that movie was an even three hours. So you can't tell me that they looked at the runtime and were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to make as much money because we're not going to have as many move, uh, time slots in the theater. No, that's not what it was about. They just didn't like Man of Steel. And so because they didn't like Man of Steel, they were like, uh, let's kind of fix Batman versus Superman. Mm -hmm. And then they fixed Batman versus Superman. Nobody liked Batman versus Superman. So they were like, eh, OK, well, let's just completely redo Justice League. And they did. And it's it really sucks because... From my understanding, not only did they have a Justice League Part 1 and 2, but Zack Snyder says that he had a five-film story arc. He had Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Justice League Part 1, Justice League Part 2, and then the final film, to my understanding, from what I've heard from him, was a movie called The Superman. And it was the complete story arc of Clark becoming the Superman that we know and that we love from comic books. He humanized him. He made him real made him um, vulnerable and he made him relatable to the point where you could watch the movie, watch these five movies and understand what he went through in order to get to the point where he was the Superman that we know and love. So I'd love to see that. I feel like Zack Snyder um, is owed the studio because, I mean, it didn't, Zach, didn't uh, Man of Steel didn't do horrible. I mean, it, it made like what, six, 700 million. Uh, BBS did pretty decent, eight, 900 million. Um, those are big, those are big tickets compared to like birds of prey that just made 300, you know, 
Yep. That really stinks for Birds of Prey because it was a fantastic movie. It was so much fun. And it only made that much money. So you can't say that Zack Snyder's not raking in the money. He really is. Granted, it's not a billion dollars. And so I guess a, a stingy studio would say that they didn't make money. But it, they're making money. And so for them to just completely pull the rug under this guy and say, like, we're not going to go with what you originally wanted to do. It's just like Jeremy said, it's an injustice. So I think that Zack Snyder specifically, not us, but Zack Snyder is um, – is uh i i think he's owed this i think the studio should give it to him even if they release it digitally even if they release it on hbo max which would be a huge seller for hbo max because i'm pretty sure nobody's going to sign up for that um I, I think they owe it to him to just release it and just let people watch it if they don't make much money off it okay they're gonna make more money than they did before because they didn't they haven't released it just release it and let us enjoy it and i'll move on i'll be done with it the fact is that I know that there's a movie that exists that's already shot that I haven't seen. Now, if this was like a, oh, man, like I wish that they would just let him tell his story, even though he hasn't shot the whole movie yet. Well, I'd be like, all right, well, I mean, it's over. Game over. I ain't going to beg for this. But the movie's there. He has posted pictures of these film reels that literally say Justice League on them with a runtime of 214 minutes. And I'm like, why can I not see that? Why has Jason Momoa seen it? Why haven't I? Why has so-and-so seen it? Why haven't I? I want to see that. And I think Zack Snyder wants the world to see it. So just let the guy make his movie. Let the guy release his movie. And then we'll be done with it. Like you said, Knives, let's move on. Yeah, I'm down to move on. But let's move on after we get the product that's literally sitting on a shelf for people to see. I mean, like, it took, what, 30 years for them to release Donner's Cut yep. of, of Superman. Why can't they just release this one? Like, let them do it. Let them release it, and we'll be done with it. I won't beg for any more Zack Snyder content. I just want his story finished that he originally wanted to tell. And I know it's shot. I know it's done. If he wants to do additional photography, that's cool, too. I don't even think that it's necessary. I just want what he has already. Even if, like you said, Jeremy, if it's unfinished like the Wolverine leak. I just want to see it. Even if they released a comic book of the storyline, I would read the heck out of that comic book because I just want the story. I want to know what happens and I want to know what could potentially go like places, you know, like where this could potentially go, even though it's not going to go anywhere. But then I would let my mind like go a million different places and wonder and just go on with the rest of my life thinking, man, this could have been cool. But I don't think that right now because the movie actually exists. Like, it, it's real. It, it exists. So I'm like, just give it to me. And then I'll be happy. So I guess that's where I'm at. It's I just, not like Justice League Immortal. Like, they yeah, didn't exactly. shoot anything. They didn't shoot anything. They did yeah. maybe some test stuff. But that was it. Like, you can imagine where that movie would have gone. And you can live the rest of your life knowing, like, oh, man, like, what could have been? But this isn't that scenario. This is like, bro, it exists. Yep. Like, it's there. I just want to see it. And once I see it, I'm good. Like, I'll, I'll do a Justice League Immortal kind of thing from there on out what, of what Zack Snyder could have done. And I won't ask for him to come back in and to shoot. There's some people that are rallying for Zack Snyder not only to get his cut released or his version of the movie released, but for him to come back and continue. And I'm like, well, I, I, that's a little too far. Like, I think that, that that ship has sailed and we're done with that. But give us what we already what's already there. You know, so that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, 
as far as toxic fandom, you know, I just hope that people calm down. I don't think they ever will, but I hope that they do. And I hope that one day everybody can just think like, oh, you know what? They want this because they actually want that. And who am I to tell them that they should not like that? Just as I should not tell people not to like The Last Jedi if they do like it. You know, that is, it is what it is. It's a movie. It's a part of the Star Wars franchise. Every time I watch the Star Wars films, I watch The Last Jedi and I get through it. Every time I watch the Marvel movies, I get through The Incredible Hulk. I get through Thor The Dark World. I get through Iron Man 3 because they're part of the story and I'm okay with it. I don't care. It's content and it's fun and I just like superheroes. So that's me. I'm just a fan of, of what could be uh, or, or what is out there and what I hope that they would give me. That's my take. I, I appreciate you guys uh, so much for, for doing the show with me. Let's talk about this off mic um, that we can get into some super even weirder um, nerd stuff that I'm fascinated about. Um, you know, it's funny, like we're going to sign off here and I'll say, you know, there's this whole hashtag release the Snyder Cut. I would love and I feel like the fans need it on both sides Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder sit down and do a podcast about what went down. What's so hard about that? Yeah. Um, I know that they could get sued and everything, and that's very real, but I would love to see that. Just sit down and talk about it. That'd be great. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for for listening, you know, the for the live stream on Facebook. You guys can find this on Spotify. We'll catch you guys next time. Let's continue this conversation off mic. All right. Appreciate All right. you guys.